the Under Center podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Daramar, and I'm delighted to be joined, as always, by Jake Woolhead, and I am also delighted to be joined by Al McGrath for the second day in a row, covering for Fionn, who is not available today. Lads, how are we? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Still reeling over the news yesterday, but again, I'm not as bad as you two are, because I, I know you've been crying so much over this news. <laughs> Devastated. Not too bad. But... <laughs> Yeah, well, I should, we poured our hearts out on the emergency pod that we had, so you can go back and, and watch that if, <laughs> if you want to find out how we feel about the, the Russell Wilson trade. But we are delighted to have uh, our special guest on here with us now. Uh, it is Morgan Fox, Carolina Panthers defensive end. Morgan, how are you, sir? It's great to speak to you. I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem at all. Uh, first question I should ask you, because of course we are on an Irish podcast. <laughs> any, any, um, any Irish heritage there, or have you actually ever uh, gotten the chance to come over and visit Ireland? Uh, not that I know of, but I haven't been able to yet. I really want to. My girlfriend's been there before, and she loves it, so she wants to go back. So I was told that's the one place I have to go, no matter what. Well, if right. you do come over, we'll treat you to a pint of Guinness. I'm all in. <laughs> Maybe not just one. Yeah, we'll, we'll have yeah, to get more than one. We'll talk about the amount when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> it will start with the Guinness. We might move on to the whiskeys afterwards. You know, you're in Ireland. You gotta, you gotta try all, all, all that we have to offer for now sure. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I should really ask, like, uh, how is the off season going for you? Like, um, what and what would you normally do now during the off season? Is it sort of is this sort of broken up maybe a bit of traveling relaxation then sort of into training or do you sort of like to uh, stay uh, sort of not even hip, but like do you like to, to train all year round? Uh, I definitely took a break this year. It's one of the first years I've taken a, a long break. You know, I stayed off of uh, stayed off of lifting for a while just to help my body get back to where it was. And then went to a wedding, went on a couple trips, you know, kind of got all that out of the way and now you know, got back to California, got back to be able to train a sports academy with, with all my friends and everybody I've been training with for the last couple of years. So now it's uh, time to kind of ramp things back up. Yeah. And, and um, w- would you, uh, would you go back to uh, Colorado at all, or would you spend most of your time, like you're saying there in, in California? Well, I was actually lucky to go back to Colorado this year. Um, I had some time between, a trip and a wedding in California and I didn't want to fly all the way back to Charlotte. So I, you know, popped into Colorado for about a week. Got to hang out with my dad and my little brother and my stepmom. So it was, it was a blast. Do, do you prefer the weather in Cali or in uh, Colorado? <laughs> I, I actually like the cold. Uh, I'm probably, you know, a weirdo in that sense, but I definitely, definitely miss being in Colorado, you know, the cool crisp air, being able to see the mountains every day, but you know, sunny and 75 is hard to beat. <laughs> that is definitely it for sure. Um, I should really ask you then, because Colorado, Denver, we saw the news there with the with Russell Wilson and stuff like that. And of course, you spent some time playing in the NFC West against the, the Seahawks as well. A, a, a really a blockbuster trade happened this week too that sort of, sort of shaken the nations of both the AFC and the NFC. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy trade, you know. He's a super talented player going to a team that is very talented, and you know, getting a chance to, you know, go into a different division and then try to go win some games. You know, he's coming from a talented team to going to another talented team. 
it was some great coaches. You know, I know Coach E, at least on the defensive side. So it's it's going to be super interesting. Definitely, definitely for sure. Uh, I should ask, because of the off season and 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 the length of it, um, because we um actually we we all play here on the on the same football team over here in Ireland, and we have air seasons from March to to July, and we have that long off season where it is a bit of training and getting ready for the next season, and we ourselves find it frustrating, and obviously on the fan side of things, we find it frustrating too. Is it as frustrating as uh, for yourself as a player, just having that long time off? Um, are you just waiting to to get back into game time situations? Uh, sometimes, you know, it's definitely nice to have it off. Uh, just because camp and between camp to the end of the football season, especially with the added week last year, it's a long season. You live and breathe in football for, you know, 10, 12 hours a day every day. And then you get, you know, fortunate enough to go play on Sundays. So, it's an absolute blast, but there's definitely a time about the end of the season that, you know, you're grateful for the season that you had. You're grateful that it's over and that kind of little breathing window that you get between having to train. There's no true off season. You know, you're, you might get a month where you go do some trips and get around, but you better come back in shape. So you, you got to start working out as soon as you can and, and kind of getting back into that mode. And there's definitely, Sometimes, you know, you're like, man, I wish it was we were going already so I can, you know, start working on the things that I needed to improve from last year and, and start getting after it and, and just getting back to the game. Have you got any favorite off-season activities, something you find fun, maybe not to do with football? Uh, I wish I could still snowboard. I probably shouldn't be snowboarding. After I got hurt, I kind of <laughs> quit snowboarding, uh, at least until football season's over. I always have a blast doing that. Um, you know, I like to go hunt, but – I haven't been able to hunt since high school. Uh, elk season is always during football season. So yeah. I'm kind of out of luck with that. But, I, you know, I kind of like just getting out of here, traveling, going for hikes, get out to California, get in the sun a little bit, you know, and, and really just hang out and be around my friends. It's, it's tough because most of my friends, you know, live in all around the country. So if I can go see them and go see family, that's probably my favorite pastime once uh, football's over. Yeah. Uh, and I have to ask you this as a um... – as a fellow uh, defensive line player, which do you prefer? Do you prefer the swim move or the, sh- or the rip? Oh, that's tough. It depends on what the pass rush move you throw, though. I'm a big <laughs> right. fan of, of going over the top if it's some kind of club move. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the rip if, you know, you go something coming under with a swipe or, you know, a little pull or something to get you through. I think it just it's just by feel. I have no no personal preference. Yeah. How was your spin move? <laughs> Awful. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, to be fair, I, I'm I'm not lucky enough to be one of the taller players, so it's definitely just a rip move for me. I have to make do with just the rip. And I tried to I tried to spin move a training last week, and I think it was the slowest spin move. I'm still actually technically doing it right here a couple of days later. I don't know. You, know? you might have me beat. <laughs> um. Just want to ask, bring it back there. You, you mentioned uh, your injury. Um, you actually played a couple of good years after that. Um, did you have to change anything there um, in how you trained or how you prepared um, after the injury? Or honestly, no. I had a. I was super fortunate. I had a great surgeon when I got hurt. You know, he fixed me up perfect, especially for the kind of crazy damage I did to my leg. And then my PT and the staff that was around me. You know, when I was with the Rams when they were rehabbing me. I mean, he, he was awesome. You know, he honestly, I, I attribute him saving my career and getting me through it. I mean, I came back stronger, more explosive, quicker, all because of the work, you know, that John really put in with me and got me going. So 
I didn't really didn't have to change much. There's a little more now, you know, and just kind of notice it a little more, look after it, make sure I'm doing a little more legs when I train, make sure I'm squatting a little bit more, a little more balance and single leg stuff. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, I think honestly probably stronger than my left leg. So I definitely, uh, I'm almost grateful that I had that experience just because of the ability, you know, what, what came back from it. Uh, how was actually, I should really ask how, how do you feel after your first year, uh, in Carolina? I feel good. You know, we, we definitely had a couple games that we let get away with us and, and, you know, it was a tough season, but you know, the talent we have around us, the coaching staff, we, we definitely have a chance to make some strides going into next season. And it's all going to be on us to kind of buckle down and, and really look at ourselves and find what we can improve on and get after it. And your team that was definitely close a lot of times. And yeah. so uh, I, I love the guys. I love the city. You know, I love the staff. So it's, it, it was fun. It was a blast the first year. And how hard is it to uh, tackle CMC? I mean, I don't touch him at practice. I don't. I don't get within five yards of him. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be the guy that. Hey, nope, not me. So, I. Uh, I would ask someone else about it because uh, I don't. I don't get near him. <laughs> that's totally fair enough it's totally fair enough for the most man you, like you're saying the uh, there's a real good nucleus there uh, in, on the defense obviously with yourself and brian burns uh, on, on the front line and then in the back you're looking at the likes of you know jc horn of course unfortunately had his uh, season cut short and uh, jeremy chin there just to name a few there's definitely the basis of a really really good defense going there and especially now with the nfc south you know, losing Sean Payton and losing Tom Brady, it, it's there's definitely um, a chance next year for for some team to take a stranglehold of the uh, of this NFC South. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, I don't ever want to say anything's wide open. You know, I think every year every conference is open. Yeah, you know, this this business. I mean, everyone saw it with the Bengals. You know, teams take leaps every year and and can go from being in the bottom of their division to the top. So. But I definitely think, you know, we got a shot as long as we buckle down and, and kind of get after it, like I said, and kind of find the things that we need to fine-tune and fix and, and get after it. And I think we definitely at least have a shot. Yeah, for sure. And looking at the at the schedule then next year as well, because the, the Saints are due to play in the UK and, and all the rumours at the moment are suggesting that it's going to be an FC South matchup. And obviously with the Buccaneers playing in Germany and the Falcons playing uh, in London just last year, it looks like the door is open for the Panthers to return to London. And would that be something you'd uh, look forward to? I love that trip. I've done it three times. Uh, we did it uh, every year, but one that I was with the Rams. So that I was actually I think every year, but two that I was with the Rams, we did it. So I love the trip. It's a blast. You know, I love going out there, you know, going, meeting people, you know, just being kind of around and hopefully the world will be at a stage where we can actually go out and, go around and mingle a little bit. So I, I love the trip. Any chance to kind of get out, go see things, explore a little bit would be awesome. I'd have just as much fun going to the UK as I would going to Germany. So I'm, I'm excited either way. Yeah. Is the, the general sentiment with other players the same or do they generally kind of not look forward to it sometimes? Uh, honestly, it just depends on the guys. Some guys love it. Some guys don't like it. Uh, I think a lot of it is just travel and how yeah. the team does it too. Like my rookie year, we did it. We were there for a week and that was tough. You know, we were in Detroit for three or four days and we flew to London for, or we were in Detroit for two days and we were in London for a week. And, you know, especially you kind of don't really have a ton to do because our schedules are so packed. But then on the days that you're off, you can kind of run around and go do things, but you want to go back home. 
and then the game's finally over and you have a 12 hour flight back to LA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, that kind of gets tough, but uh, we had a couple years where we did it. I think we did it really well. We got there Thursday and it was quick trip and it was a blast. And those, those are always the most fun, you know, being able to go shop if you want, go see the city, you know, try to stop into a pub if you can find one that's <laughs> open when the game's over and then uh, shoot back home. Well, just saying, you normally normally teams get their their bye week after playing in London, and you know we just crossed away from Dublin. There you go. There's your trip sorted. You'll definitely find the pub open there if you want. The pub nah, I might just tell them. I might just have to tell them I'm staying next time, and then I'll fly back the week after. There we go. There you just got some important business to take care of. That's all. Points are much in Dublin as well. <laughs> um. Obviously, yeah, you mentioned there you, you spent some time with the Rams and obviously you got to share a defensive line with Aaron Donald and, of course, one of the best, if, if not the best, you know, the uh, defensive tackle in league history. And he finally got his uh, his ring this past, just a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Super Bowl. And how happy were you to see, especially uh, Aaron, finally get his ring? I was ecstatic. I, I kept up with them all all year. You know, those are my some of my best friends in the world. I've been friends with them for the last five years. You know, learned a lot from them. You know, attribute a lot of my success to being around him and and learning from him. You know, I, like you said, I got to drink from the tap of the the best defensive lineman to ever play the game. And so it was uh, it was awesome to see him win, and especially to see him win in the way he did. You know, taking over the game in the way he did the last two games. I I couldn't have been more proud. You know. I was happy for all those guys, for AD, for for Bash, for Greg, you know, the whole D-line room, I was with them. I mean, that room didn't change much. So I was happy for all those guys and, and the guys on offense that I had been around and, and the staff, you know, the guys, they'd all taken a chance on me and been great to me the five years I was there. So I was really happy to watch them go get one. Morgan, when you were younger, when you were growing up watching the NFL, had you got any guys that you really paid attention to, like kind of idols or, or someone that you really learned a lot from when you were like younger playing the game? Uh, when I was young, I was a Steelers fan, and I actually played quarterback. So I didn't really have a, a ton of guys. Like, you know, I had a bunch of guys. I had a Cordell Stewart poster in my room. I had a jersey. You know, I, I kind of grew up watching quarterbacks. But I didn't really watch a ton of football when I was a kid. I just played it and, you know, had fun playing it and, and was good at it naturally. And kind of like my junior year of high school is when I decided to play a defensive end. I'd always kind of been a linebacker and and played I loved watching Troy Polamalu growing up. That was probably my favorite player. And I always played linebacker as well as quarterback, and then D-line just ended up working out. <laughs> what made you make the switch from quarterback to D-line or defense? Uh, we were honestly in a situation where it was we had an open spot at D-line, and we were coming in. We, you know, we had a, a system that wasn't really great for passing quarterbacks. And I wasn't trying to fight for that spot. And they said, hey, we have a D lineman. And I was like, well, I'll go play defense. And it worked <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, you've, had the, you've had the opportunity to work under some um, legendary uh, defensive coordinators from, you know, Wade Phillips uh, at, the, at the Rams, you know, a, a guy that we've actually had the pleasure of speaking to on the show as well. Really, really knowledgeable and great lad. And obviously currently with, with Phil Snow and, you know, how how have you felt your game has improved just from um, being under the tutelage of, of those two coaches, especially? Oh, it's been awesome. You know, Coach Wade's football royalty. 
you know, you go back in the game, his dad and, and him, you know, they're pioneers of the game, they're football royalty. And I, I love Coach Wade. He was amazing, amazing to learn from. So I felt like my game got better, especially because I had to learn a new position. I wasn't just a five technique. I wasn't just hitting tight ends and tackles every now and then. Like I had to learn to, to play in the trenches. I had to learn to to play with the big boys and go, go get after the ball. So it, it definitely helped me develop my game into being almost more useful. I could, I learned to play everywhere. I learned to be a three technique. I learned to, to rush from the nose. I learned to play four. I learned how to play. And, and, and that really helped me a lot. You know, play for coach snow has been a blast. You know, it's, it's fast. It's furious. We're, we're coming with pressure and you better have enough bodies to block it. Um, which is awesome. You know, you love playing for an aggressive style defense. It's just, you know, see ball, go get the ball. And so I've, I've loved that playing under coach snow. Um, Excuse me. Um, you were talking about college a little back there. Um, I was wondering, how how was the draft process for you uh, coming out of a Division II college? Was that stressful for you, or how did you feel about the process in general? Honestly, it wasn't that stressful. I was under no illusions of what kind of situation I was in. I obviously, I had to talk to a couple teams. You know, the Chargers really liked me. Rams liked me. Uh, Saints, Cowboys, a bunch of teams really liked me. You know, in, in that process, teams like, oh, we'll draft you here, we'll draft you here. You never know until it actually happens, you know, until your name's called on the on the board. So I had no real illusions about what was going to happen and what I was going to have to do to stay in the league. So uh, when the call kind of came, I just took the, took the first one that came and said, you know what, worst case scenario, I learned from the best D-line in the league at the time, you know, with Robert Quinn, Michael Brockers, uh, Aaron Donald, Will Hayes, Eugene Sims. I mean, the, the D line they had was insane. You know, they just had. Uh, I mean, they they were just talented, just across the board, and it was a, a absolute blast. And and I was like, you know what? If I get cut, then I learn from the best in the league, and I can take it somewhere else. But I, all I need is my foot in the door. So I was more so planning on getting into camp and making an impression there than worried about the draft. And actually just bouncing off the back of that, because we are just finished the combine, the draft is coming up next month. And obviously there's a lot of draftees, both excited and probably nervous about where they will get drafted or if they will get drafted. And like you mentioned yourself, you, uh, you um, actually weren't drafted on at, at the weekend. You were a, an undrafted a free agent signing by the Rams. And, you know, th- like that was when the draft weekend finished and you weren't um, drafted, would, would your agent then start making the calls to teams about you? Or like you were saying, were teams just calling you then straight away as soon as the draft process finished? Um, or even did you know beforehand that, look, you, look, may not get drafted, but when it's finished, we're going to, uh, we're going to sign you on. Uh, well, I actually knew before the draft ended that morning, I went to the gym because I knew, you know, they're going into, to round five, six, and seven. I knew I probably wasn't getting a phone call at least around five or six. So I went to the gym that morning and uh, I got a call from the Cowboys and they were saying, you know, we'd love to have you as a, a free agent when this process is over. But, you know, obviously the draft hadn't finished yet. So I was like, no, uh, I'm not going to do that. And then we kept, you know, kind of kept it pushing. And, and once it was over, I got a couple phone calls here and there. And uh, right away, the Rams were the first ones that called and we took it. Excellent. Um, and then looking ahead to to the next season, um, like you're saying, you're you're back in the gym training. What sort of um, 
is do you would you set now any personal goals for yourself heading into the season or would it just be to sort of try and get the best um or as many wins I should say possible for for the Panthers next year well the goal always for me is to win at the end of the day you know I, I came from a college program where we spelled we spelled fun w-i-n and we won a lot of football <laughs> games you know I lost five games in four years and uh so that that's a, a big motivator for me. You know, I, I just want to win. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be, be on teams that were very successful, and I just want my teammates and guys around me to experience that. You know, at the end of the day, we all get paid to win. They, they say we get paid to play, but we get paid to win. And so, you know, I, number one goal is to win, and the number two goal is to always just improve, you know, on, on things that I did well last year, things that I didn't do so well, you know, getting a, you know, quarter of a second, half of a second, you know, down on something else, you know, maybe instead of all the hits and pressures and getting to the quarterback, you know, right after he throws or as he's throwing now, make it to where I'm getting there before he throws, you know, I, you know, and, and trying to change that, you know, being better in the run game on certain blocks, you know, being a little more aggressive here, maybe less aggressive here and kind of just, you know, you, you look at everything. Morgan, I just have one last question for you then. Um, do you prefer playing the pass or playing the run? Uh, I think I like them both, and I know that feels like a very safe answer. But <laughs> I actually, you know, being being with the guys that I was with for the last couple of years, we took a pride in you know dominating the run at least up front. You know, with with our guys up front, and we always wanted to make it a point to know, like you know, in the trenches when it's a run game, that that's man on man. You know, you're you're challenging someone to see how tough they really are. So if you can stop the run, you can let you know the other team know, like, hey, at least right here, you're not tougher than me. And we always took pride in that. So that's kind of something I carried over uh, to the Panthers, you know, is like, hey, this is this is personal in the run game. Like, I sometimes I'm more proud to stop the run against a good running team than to, you know, get back there and, and have a couple good rushes. But, you know, there, there's something sweet on and getting a sack in front of 75,000 fans or <laughs> getting a good pressure and, and or hitting a good rush move on someone, you know, like, oh, that was it. It's like a good shot in basketball. You know, as soon as it leaves your hands, like, oh, yeah, that was that was money. You said it might have been a bit of an on-defense answer, but I actually think that was probably the best answer I could have got. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, should, should ask then as well, when it comes to um, playing on the line, and like you're saying, when you have a, a move that you, when you know a lineman there that you have beat, um, do you sort of take it a, as a, a badge of honor when you see maybe guys double-teaming you or maybe they put a tight end on on? on that side of the tackle to sort of maybe stop your progress a little bit. Then you're thinking, do you start thinking in your head, maybe, all right, I've got this guy worried. So I'm going to just keep pushing on him here. Uh, no, I'm going to be honest. It's frustrating. Cause then you're getting slid too. And you're like, man, can y'all just leave me alone? Leave me <laughs> just one-on-one, please. I don't, I don't need, you don't need help. Let's, let's handle this one-on-one like men, but it definitely is a badge of honor. All jokes aside, you know, now I wouldn't say badge of honor, but you know, like, all right, I'm, I'm playing well enough that they're sliding to me. They're, they're bringing a tight end in. Maybe if you're on the inside, they're chipping you with a running back, you know, somehow moving the protection and, and trying to help, you know, and that, that there's so many factors that are going to, you know, you might be winning, but you have a guy on the edge like, you know, Burns or Hassan who is also causing havoc. And then it's like, okay, now they really have to slide over here. And now you're all that attention. You know, then you got guys like Derek can go win or you can go win on the backside and, and go cause havoc. And, and that's what you, you want so it's frustrating as it is sometimes to have guys slide to you when your teammates go eat and clean it up you're, you're like you know what I can, I can live with it as long as we're still out here winning and, and getting to the quarterback excellent stuff uh morgan it's been 
great to speak to you. We really pre- appreciate um, you taking time out of your off-season to, to talk to us um, here. Uh, we hope you do get the chance to come over to Ireland. You do have three tour guys here ready to go um, to bring you to all the best spots for the proper points of Guinness. We won't get you to get the touristy <laughs> ones because they're just overpriced and taste like taste like crap. We'll get you the proper points when you get over here. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it. I'm definitely going to take you up on it. So thanks for having Absolutely. me. I had an absolute blast, fellas. No problem. Appreciate it, Morgan. Um, and like I said, best of luck with the upcoming season. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to we get to see you guys in the Panthers maybe in London, uh, uh next season uh, in the uh, in I think it's was it the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think that's where they're due to play. So, um, never got the chance to go to it myself. So, should be good. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But we are going to take a quick break when we come back, and we're just going to have a, a little bit of a chat about some of the news that's been happening over the last week. And you're welcome back to the Under Center podcast. Before we go, we felt like we had to get Jake's reaction. Uh, to the blockbuster trade yesterday, um, of course, uh, Russell Wilson moving to the Denver Broncos uh, in exchange for a boatload of picks and a few players. Uh, of course, myself and Al had our emergency live podcast yesterday talking about it. Um, it's still not any easier a day later. Jake, <laughs> uh, I know you had fun on that uh on that live show with uh, various comments, but uh, I, what what is your reaction anyway to uh, to the news that Russell Wilson is now going to be a Denver Bronco? Uh, I was in pure shock. I'm not like obviously I'm not a big Seahawks fan. I'm a, a Giants man, but uh, yeah, pure shock. That's a, that's a shit ton of picks that you need to give away to get Russell Wilson. And I mean, the Broncos have some firepower now. They've got a quarterback to get them there, so. Some decent defensive pieces that does immediately put them in the contender uh, conversation, I think. Anyway, but uh, Jesus Christ, two first rounds, two seconds, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris. It's like a shit ton of pieces that you got to give away to get them. Don't forget Drew Luck. Andrew Luck. Well, I forget Drew Luck. Of all the pieces that were gone to the the Seahawks, (laughs) that was the one I would least. Future Drew Luck. Yeah, you got to run out with that Geno Smith Drew Luck packages. It's going to be a oh, he was out of contract. We can't even get. Is him he? Back. Oh, okay, yeah. so so he you're going to roll. You're going to roll with Drew Lock and was, Jacob Eason. <laughs> he also was arrested. Uh, was he? So I don't. Yeah. I don't know the outcome of that yet. Well, I assume not. Not well for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Well, I, I, speaking I of players that was arrested, what do you think of the rumors going around that they're actually in doing their due diligence on Deshaun Watson? Or do you think that they're going to look maybe at the draft this year? Um, two two players that reports suggested that they liked coming out of combine was Malik Willis and I think it was uh, Sam Sam Hell. I am um, yeah. I don't know. I, I believe the defense attorney or whatever, not the defense attorney, the prosecutor for this has a big uh, announcement for Friday, I believe. Um. Uh, regarding Deshaun Watson, so it, it is believed to be a big release. So we'll see how that one pans out. I don't know if he's going to play this year again. Um, I reckon the Seahawks roll with what they have in a really weak QB class, roll with Drew Locke, get a high pick for next year, and then hopefully pick a stronger quarterback. Uh, with all these picks, you could really fortify like a defense or offensive line. You can kind of go anywhere with picks like that. So I reckon they just roll with the shit. 
and then you have a bad year like I have been having for the past seven. Um, and then you eventually hopefully get to turn it around and might smile again at football for once. Um, yeah. Maybe one of your somebody you talk to whose quarterback gets traded and then you feel a little bit happier for yourself. Um, but no, Possibly. I am I am genuinely a little bit devastated for you guys. Like I know you weren't really quarterback um, Super Bowl contenders, but your franchise quarterback for I don't know how many years he's on that uh, team. It's just it's so sad to see someone like that go and then immediately put you in the shit house like that. Yeah, it it is tough. Um, there was a point that I was going to make there, and I lost it as you were talking. It's probably there. a lie. Yeah. I shout on a lot, oh, and then you might forget it. I know what it is there now. It was about the the situation around Pete Carroll and the fact that he's seventy years old and he can't possibly be wanting to actually start a rebuild at his age. So it kind of leaves the door open possibly for a, a, another veteran quarterback to come in, maybe a, a big trade to happen somewhere. I don't know where that's going to happen. I don't know who it could possibly be. The only one that comes to mind is Deshaun Watson. I'm not a big fan of getting Deshaun Watson in on the team, obviously due to the recent legal issues that he's having on. I don't want a player like that anywhere near the team. Um Otherwise, there's no other veteran quarterback. I think that the Seahawks would go after, and that you would want them to go after. So then I you're, don't think. You, yeah, you're basically just wasting your time. Then you're gonna have a stopgap veteran. You may as well just keep yeah. Drew Lock as opposed to your Ryan Fitzpatrick's or who has you at that age or whatever. They're not gonna get you to the Super Bowl. So why not just roll out with what you have now? See where how far you can get. Have a relatively high pick next year with the first round extra that you get from from the Broncos and then go move up if you need to or fortify a, a offensive line or something. Yeah. I wonder what the odds are currently now for the Seahawks at the first overall pick in 2023. <laughs> how old? How old is Metcalf yeah, actually? Odds, yeah, good odds on that. Metcalf I think is 25, 26 something like that. I think we talked about that on the pod as well saying he he is due for he wants a renewal. Well he wanted a renewal this offseason. I think he may uh, change his th- tune now that uh, that Wilson is gone. I mean, well, he might, he might go on. Sorry, yeah. If if the Seahawks were to offer him like 25, 30 million a year, he's not going to say no to that. Yeah, money's money. Yeah, <laughs> cash talks like. But then you don't but, want. That. I guess would you? You wouldn't want that sort of player then, because he's interested in the cash. He's not interested in. Derek, they're all were, they're all interested in cash. Exactly. <laughs> no, like, I know. Both, I know. You could want to play elsewhere, but if nowhere else offers that money. You well, know, it, it's probably a good time to pay Metcalf because um, you will have the, the money because you're no longer paying Russell Wilson. And then you're going to have a rookie quarterback. And what's the best thing you can do with a rookie quarterback? Have a solid offensive line and good receivers. That's probably the best thing you could do for him. You could afford to take the, the hit on a Metcalf if you're paying a rookie quarterback contract. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's very tough. It's still hard to process. At the moment, um, I still don't know. It's going, it's going to take a good week or, or so for the dust to settle on this and see what happens. And I think they got lucky, um, or not lucky, but they, they planned it out perfectly that the Seahawks in doing this um, after the combine where they don't have to give any interviews until draft week in April. Um, so then I'm sure all the questions will be about that. Uh, and also, I've got to call out the Seahawks for that awful tweet that they sent out. <laughs> it was absolutely it terrible. As if you wanted to just turn the knife <laughs> in my back that little bit more, you go and Which do it. it. 
castaway thing yeah, where yeah, Tom yeah, Hanks yeah. is shouting, where's Wilson? Wilson. I think, oh, I think the Broncos had one as well where Russell Wilson was wrong yeah. on Wilson the ball, wasn't he? It, it, they had, it was just the ball. For, it was the scene he was drawing the face <laughs> on it. Yeah, obviously, everyone knows what it was from. From I am um, so, but yeah, that 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 tweet was just like that's not even funny, guys. Come on, it's <laughs> it just, was it's funny for literally it. everybody. That's not a Seahawks fan. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be fine <laughs> if it was like an LA Rams sort of Twitter account, like the official Twitter account from the Rams or the Cardinals. They, but they no, it comes from the Seahawks official one. Sorry, yeah, Al. they they had to put out something because I think like legally they can't announce it yet officially. No. So they just wanted a post. <laughs> I'd rather them just stay quiet. I'd rather them just stay quiet. <laughs> just don't say anything. Like, come on. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, I think that's where we'll wrap up this edition of the show, guys. Thanks so much for hopping on. Al, uh, thanks so much for coming on as, as cover for Fionn. You did a fantastic job as always. Thank you. Uh, we will be back uh, next week where we'll have another guest on the show and we will announce that probably the start of next week so keep uh, your eyes glued to our social channels at Undercenter Podcast on Twitter and the exact same at Undercenter Pod I should say on Twitter and Instagram both the exact same but until next time stay safe and we'll see you soon <laughs>